morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the funniest Italian in crypto and the top re crypto researcher on the planet, Mr. Johnny Crypto, back on this Tuesday morning. From chart analysis to day trading, we have an extraordinaire. Billy's welcoming in. And we have the income guru and active airdrop participant, Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing a brand new Bitcoin ETF is launching in Australia, creating new opportunity for passive crypto investors. When can we anticipate an American Bitcoin ETF? Metaverse Project Sandbox received a $4 billion evaluation as they raise new money, we break down a few of the metaverse projects that are currently existing today. Amazon claims they're not adding crypto payments. And Michael Saylor is more bullish than ever on Bitcoin. And for our XRP listeners out there, we have some powerful documents from 2020 and 2021 revealing the true nature of XRP and its relationship to central bank digital currencies. Our show was available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So today is not too special of a day. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning, but we got a great crew. I want to give everyone a chance to say hello. So we'll start off with Billy. Billy, how are you feeling on this Tuesday morning? Dude, I feel good, man. I'm with the team this morning. This week is uh, conference week, so I get to fly out tomorrow. See so you guys. I can't wait to hug y'all. I swear to God. <laughs> Cannot wait. No, I'm glad to be here, man. It's a... Uh, it's a, it's a blessed week, man. I'm excited. To be, God, I just I cannot wait to get to Arizona. And we've been talking about this week so long, since September, right, Billy, when we got back from Phoenix, and it's like, I can't believe yes. it's finally here. The time flew. We'll go to the cash flow king next. Good morning, Andrew Cashflow. How is it over there in the Netherlands? Now, actually, it's it's almost summer here. It's it's so beautiful weather. We had a long weekend, so actually we do, don't have in Netherlands the Good Friday, but we have a, a good Monday, the second Eastern day, so that's why I wasn't yesterday on the show. And yep. uh, yeah, actually, everything is going very well. Crypto is doing good. Airdrops are doing good. So making money. Hey, and the markets are bullish. So that's always good news. And we're going to cover that later on this channel. But we'll start off with the, the next man, the star of the show, Mr. Johnny Crypto. <laughs> good morning, Johnny. How are you feeling? The star, <laughs> the star of the show is talking. That's the host. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? My name's Johnny Crypto with a K, and I'm wishing you all a good day. And Andrew, I didn't know there was such thing of a good Monday, so thanks for sharing that. I've always heard of Good Friday, <laughs> and now I know there's a good Monday, too. So uh, we like good Mondays. Yes, and we don't just bring crypto news. We bring relevant news all over the place, so we're all learning right now, Johnny. But we'll hop into this thing the first way that we always do, by starting with the Good Morning Crypto channel on Twitter, at 3T Good Morning Crypto, 555 followers right now. We're going to climb all the way to 1,000. We're going to cover that every day on this channel. But with that being said, let's hop into the fear and greed index today. We have climbed out of extreme fear and into the moderate fear range sitting at a 27. As Johnny Crypto says, this is a possible time for accumulation. But as we hop into the coins for the day, we'll see we're getting some bullish price action. Hey, Abs, total we market can't see your screen. Oh, you can't see my screen? No, you got to share. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. There we go. There we go. Uh, Johnny, do you want to handle the cameras from this point forward just while I'm running this? Yeah, so the total coin market cap is 1.92 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 41 and a half 
$1,000, very bullish, actually bullish price action in the last hour or so from that Bitcoin ETF news. Very interesting. Ethereum is sitting at 3,100. XRP just below 78 cents, also known as the iron wall. We've got Cardano at 95 cents. Andrew's here, so we'll talk about Terra Luna. $95 on Terra Luna this morning. As a non-crypto investor in Terra Luna, that looks pretty good to me. Uh, Dogecoin sitting at 14 cents. Kronos, 41 cents. We've got Stellar at 20 and HBAR down here just below 20 cents. So we'll kick it around the group now and get some comments from everybody. Andrew Cashflow, what are you watching this morning and how do you feel about this bullish price action? Yeah, actually, I am feeling pretty good because I just bought the, the dip for, for Bitcoin. You know what I do? I do a uh, yeah, sort of dollar cost average in and then I put my uh, my 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 buying orders in at particular points minus 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 10 minus 20 minus 30 minus 40 and i just i just had an uh had a, a tick from uh, from bitcoin and uh, so you know and it, that's the way how you buy uh how you buy your currency just buy the dips and you know but yeah i also would have uh, could have missed it but what i see on on bitcoin it's yeah, the trend is still going up and because you see higher highs and higher lows and as long as that's intact i say market is going up you see the same in ethereum uh all the cryptos they, they all follow each other so yeah so yeah you know not not so much news under the sun yes johnny crypto is there anything that you're purchasing in the market this morning we're interested in your dollar cost average process how do you feel when we're in extreme fear like this but like andrew said we are experiencing some bullish price action well, this is always the, the that confidence that you're looking for to see that, you know, will the, will the lows hold, right? That's what I'm looking to see. And so far, you know, Bitcoin tends to, you know, bounce off that 38 and hold up nicely. So uh, happy to see that in that range and then with Ethereum. But again, to me, this is still more of an accumulation period. And as I told you, I've been, I've been buying WTK. I haven't bought any this week so far, but... I did last week, and um, right now I'm just letting everything accumulate. My baked beans are running, my nodes are running, my fire nodes. Everything's just accumulating right now, you know, coins. And basically, um, maybe at the end of this month, we'll see what things look like. If we're still in the fair zone, I'll probably claim some coins and uh, and pick up some more WTK. Yes, and I'd love to go to Billy next. Billy, is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? And how do you feel as a technical analyst on what we're going into now? We're seeing a lot of bullish price action from Ethereum and Bitcoin at the exact same time. So what are some of your thoughts? Uh, like Johnny said, I think I think we're at a good support area. Um, of course, the market's going to follow whatever Bitcoin does. But um, like Andrew says, you know, I like the dollar cost average. In. I'm a long-term investor as, as far as crypto. So I'm continuously buying like Johnny every week. Uh my favorite ones right now, of course, is Quant and uh, HBAR. I'm really going heavy into those. Um, yeah. as, as far as, as keeping support, as long as we can maintain this, we have a lot of bullish news coming in, like you just showed, showed us a little bit earlier. All this adoption coming in with these regulations coming in and the fact that we're on support right now, I think we are very bullish. I think we're going to make an upturn. Uh, but if Bitcoin does break that 38000 then we will have some interesting times. But if we can maintain that, I think we'll be good. Like Andrew said, we're making higher lows right now and we're turning around the upside. 
And what I'm really looking for is seeing how we react to this $42,000 range. Do we get rejected or do we continue a lot of that bullish momentum? Because we saw a few weeks ago, we went up and it's funny. We're talking about this bullish momentum and then you zoom out on the macro timeframes and it's just another day. But it is interesting to see that we hit that $39,000 and there has been a really steady and solid bounce since that point. But let's hop into our first article for today where we have the first Bitcoin ETF on Australia's ASX to list next week. Australia Fund would invest in shares of Canada's first Bitcoin spot ETF. This is so interesting to me, guys, because they're creating a futures ETF leveraged off a spot ETF in North America. Why aren't they just opening spot ETFs? Why isn't the regulation there yet? It's, it's literally hindering the industry right in front of our eyes. But we'll start off with Andrew Castle is the only one who's not in America. How do you feel about a, a Bitcoin ETF opening and being leveraged off a spot ETF in Canada and not actually buying the real asset? You know, actually, it doesn't matter. The more adoption we get, the better it is. So I want the whole world this kind of stuff. But <laughs> what, what I see is that just the, the banks, they have so much influence over, over the whole system, over governments, and they're just pushing it away, pushing it away. And to my opinion, it all belongs to one thing. They are not ready with their off and on ramps. Mm. And because they're not ready, they, they, they fear they are missing the boat. And that's why they're pushing it forward. And yeah, so now and then, now, yeah, now you see a, a new ETF coming. And if it is, uh, as long as it looks like Bitcoin, it tastes like Bitcoin, it, it, you know, more and more people will say, hmm, maybe that Bitcoin isn't a scam. It is not a, a, a pyramid game. Yeah, maybe it is something, you know, and more and more people we get interested in Bitcoin, the more adoption we get and the better it is for the whole for the whole space. And yeah, for me, you know, it, it's 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 clear we are there is only one way forward. And it was very interesting to see the Australian banks come out and say they expected this fund to reach a billion dollars in total market cap in a very short period of time. So all of that liquidity is going to be flowing into Bitcoin in some way, shape or form. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts and when can we see something like this in North America? Is there anything that you're watching to let people like us take advantage of this stuff? Well, you know, the reality is I think until we get regulation in the U.S., you're not going to see a real ETF. I mean, there's still not a real ETF in the U.S. that actually has freaking Bitcoin in it. It's a fucking joke. It's ridiculous, right? But at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. There's just too much risk in our, our financial uh, system and the billionaires and the institutions are not going to risk their money until there's clear you know, certainty around it. So step one is going to be keep an eye on the Ripple case. When that gets settled, we'll see if there's enough that comes out of that case that brings some clarity um, around whether or not Bitcoin is a security or not. And, 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 and so that'll be, that'll be indication number one. You'll be able to get a sense for it. And if there is enough clarity that comes out of that, then you'll probably start to see you know, the, the, you know, one of these ETFs may be getting approved by the SEC. Don't forget, many companies have applied to, to open up an ETF in Bitcoin, and the SEC has denied, I don't know how many of them, many of them. So Last time I checked, there was almost 20 applications there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So some have been denied, and some are just sitting on hold. And I think it's, you know, because of the clarity issue. So, yeah, we're not going to see it until we get clarity, in, in my opinion. And, you know, that could be three, you know, if this SEC's lawsuit gets done quickly, that could be in a few weeks or it could be a uh, six months to a year, I think. But by the end of this year, I think, you know, with Biden putting out his whole executive order thing around clarity, 
I think maybe we see one by the end of the year. That would be very exciting. And Billy, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Would you ever invest in something like this if we had the opportunity? Even if it was a spot ETF in America, would you rather hold the actual asset or purchase into something like that? Me, myself, I'd rather hold, hold the, purchase, the, the actual asset myself. That's just me. Uh, yeah. But like Johnny said, we're not going to get anything until regulations come. Uh, it just it is what it is. Yeah, 100%. And it's interesting to see that a NASDAQ executive said getting a Bitcoin and a crypto spot ETF approved in the United States is a high priority because they understand that retail wants access to this technology, but also it's going to be a massive bullish catalyst for everyone who's been purchasing for these last four or five years. When we get the news that people are going to move 2 to 6% of their 401ks into Bitcoin and spot ETFs, that's going to change the game for not only the crypto industry, but the financial industry as a whole. And we continue to see adoption from these large companies, whether it's City, Visa, Intel, Nike, Hulu, Apple, PayPal, Google, Amazon, the list goes on and on. All of these major corporations are hiring for crypto jobs right here and now. So I'd like to go to Johnny and just get some comments. What have you seen from the crypto space that lets you know that these institutions are buying in at this time? That's it. We just got to just, just that's, that's the list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's actually a really exciting list. Everybody should be super happy. I mean, these, you know, I talk about this all the time. It's all about leading indicators. And hiring is always a fantastic leading indicator. In fact, a lot of companies like we do at ours, we look at we look at a couple of things. We look at what our competitors are hiring, like what job openings they have, because that's an indicator of where they want to play. We look at the patents that they actually are filing, applications that aren't even patents yet, to yeah. see where they're playing. And if you look at these companies, what you saw with all of these, a good chunk of them, was A, many years ago, they were filing patents around crypto. And B, now look at them. There's a shit ton of them. They're all hiring people in this space. I mean, hello. It's freaking here, guys. <laughs> Crypto's coming. There's just no question about it, Absent. So we're just so damn early that it feels late. It feels like we've been in this thing forever. I've only been in a year and a half, and I feel like I've been in it for 10 years. And I think a lot of people feel that same way. And a lot of people are waiting for this um, alt-season pump that I don't know if we're ever going to get anymore because I think the market dynamics have changed. I think we're in a real, a somewhat more mature market. However, the one good thing I feel is 90% of people or 95% are not in this yet. And those people and those institutions and that money is going to flood in. I say this every day. It's going to flood in at some point, And that's when we're going to feel a great amount of joy. But this should get everybody super excited. It's just another validation. Crypto is here to stay, guys. There's no question about it. Look at these companies. These are these are the top companies in the world. Yes, and what really catches my attention is that there's a lot of the biggest banks on the planet are on this list. Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Billy, what are some of your thoughts? It's crazy because they, they've talked so much shit about crypto over the years, and now they're hiring people to teach on this shit. <laughs> you can't make this up. And we said it all the time. Don't listen to what they say. Listen or watch what they do. And like Johnny Case, I mean, it's right here. They're hiring people to go into it. Once this money starts flowing into it, oh boy, it's going to be different. Like different. Right. And this is why people are so bullish on XRP. It's going after the banking sector. That's where all the money is. So when we see all these banks and tech companies who have most of the liquidity in the United States hiring for crypto jobs, it's very interesting. Andrew, did you apply for any of these jobs? Now, if I, <laughs> if I would have been, you know, I'm an IT guy. If I would have been uh, 15, 20 years younger, I would be running for such a job. Yeah. 
How, however, if I also know more now, so I I rather prefer to be a, be a self-employed. But also as self-employed, I think you can do an amazing job at these companies. You can make an enormous amount of money if you know your shit, you know your IT, you know your your a little bit of your project management, you know your uh, yeah how, how, your communication skills, your social skills, so so that you can work in a team. Uh, there is so much new jobs to be generated, and what's also what I'm also noting: this is all mostly American companies. Yes. Yeah. Where where are the European companies? Where yeah. where's for example where's Deutsche Bank? Big yeah. big a big bank. It's not there. So yep. so also what I hear in the media and in the uh, in, in the news here in in Europe is a lot of European people they fear Bitcoin and they say oh, it's a, you know it's a scam and uh, it is uh, because of uh, laundering uh, laundering money and you know the old the old paradigm. And I think really that if I see this list here, that the that, that US is yeah is, is ready to, to excel in their uh, in their uh, crypto journey and, and and Europe is yeah unfortunately still a little bit asleep as far as I can see it. Yeah, and it seems like the East is actually leading innovation, right? The, a lot of the Asian countries like China and Japan and, and uh, Thailand and even the Ukraine are working on central bank digital currencies, which is very, very interesting. But Johnny, we had some comments down here that I want you to address where it says, I agree with Johnny Crypto, no alt season. Johnny, do you believe there's not going to be an alt season? Is that what you were indicating? Oh, no, I, I, I'm not. I guess the point is I think we all thought there would have been an alt season by now. And, you know, we haven't seen it yet. Is it going to come this one, this big euphoric run that we all, you know, typically as BC back, I've been saying typically follows the, uh, the Bitcoin run hard to say. I mean, it's, it's becoming a little more discouraging to be honest with you. Cause we just keep waiting and waiting for it. And it just hasn't come. There have been some coins that have popped, but I think a lot of the common ones that a lot of us own, like XRP, XLM, Cardano, that that big run they kind of made that first leg up and we were kind of waiting for that second leg and then pop and we haven't seen it so you know but and, and when you listen to what some of the crypto whales say the ones that were in control of this market in 2013 and 2017 they're the ones saying they can't move the market anymore like they used to so me being an engineer i'm just putting the try and connect dots and it makes me wonder if the people who were in control before created a certain pattern in the marketplace and now they're no longer in control and you have a new set of people right you got grayscales you have some institutions in it maybe their idea of an alt season is different plus there's many more there's eighteen thousand coins now there's nfts so the money's being spread everywhere so are we ever going to see an altcoin like we saw before i, I don't know i can't say it. i want to see it but are we going to see it hard to say I, I don't know i'd love to see you know what does billy and andrew think hey, hey johnny isn't it so that also a lot of money now is is channeled towards <coughs> NFTs because yes. that's that's the hype at this moment. I mean, ninety five percent of the money will be lost in a, in a couple of uh, maybe one one or two years. Yeah, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> sorry, Andrew. Andrew. They're just smashing the like button. Don't they're not they're not they're not pointing at you. They're pointing at me. What's going on over here? I'm just answering the question. Bad, bro. So, so, but no. I think but what you say, Johnny, a lot of money is yeah flowing different and yeah and yeah 
Yeah. I, I think that's the thing, Andrew. It's spread. There's so much more money, but it's spread in so many more different things now. I wasn't in 2017, but I keep hearing like when people talk about 2017, Mario would say like, oh, there were only like a few coins. Well, that makes sense that all the money would flood into each one. But now that there's 18,000 choices, plus NFTs, plus metaverse, there's so much shit where the money can flow, Andrew, that I think, um, I, you know, maybe we do get, do we get some euphoric run? Yes. I believe at some point we will get something abs because the money's going to come in. The institutional money and 95% of retailer money, all that shit's going to, not all of it, but a good chunk of it, it's going to come into this market at some point. Yeah. But I just think it's going to be a different, what do they call it? Structure, form, shape than what we're used to seeing in looking at the chart patterns. That That's my, my, just my own personal opinion and i hope i'm wrong but that's what i think yeah I, I, let, let me react on one thing i see see chat muska is saying free money all dried up mm -hmm. it didn't dry up because there are there is staking there is earning there are airdrops there is such a, an enormous amount of free money chat so i would say join the academy let me teach you how to do it and uh, i can show you where the free money is and that was beautiful, Andrew. If, if you're looking for a better fundamental understanding of how to navigate the crypto market in a community that will help you stay sound in a market like this, which is so volatile, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to everyone in this group and much more. Andrew Cashflow deep dives on so many passive income and airdrop opportunities. It's changed my portfolio, so I'm only speaking for myself here, but you, you do great stuff, Andrew. So we definitely appreciate everything you do. Now, as we hop into our next article for today, I definitely want to go with Johnny Crypto here first because we have Goldman Sachs. Oh, sorry. I want to share my screen. Yeah. <laughs> we have Goldman Sachs predicts a U.S. recession odds at 35% in the next two years. And John Malden wouldn't be surprised if stocks fell 40% during that time. Now, we had a comment from one of our loyal listeners yesterday who said, we talked a little bit pessimistic about the typical market sentiment. So when we talk about situations like this, whether it's central bank digital currencies or a potential stock market crash, we're just bringing you the most relevant and impactful information. Now, do we want this stuff to happen? Absolutely not. Do we want central bank digital currencies? Absolutely not. But we understand the natural progression of the financial system. And I think that's what Johnny's going to touch upon here. So, Johnny, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the infinite printing that's taken place over the last two years that's leading us to this cliff, which is an eventual stock market recession. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, nobody likes to be the bearer of bad news. And But what we do here on this show is we tell you the truth. We tell you like it is. We tell you what we feel. We tell you what we believe. It doesn't mean we're right. It doesn't mean we're wrong. At the end of the day, we're just kind of telling you uh, what we think is happening. And obviously, we can see here that the information we've seen over the years that we have been printing dollars to no end. Right. The, the elites create these so these uh, problems. And then the solution is always to print money, print money, print money, free money, free money, free money. Right. And it makes it feel like um, this is that they're bringing a solution. But all they're really doing, guys, is they basically are, are stealing our wealth away. But in terms of this article that you had up here um, and if you want to bring it up there with them talking about um, a recession coming in the next, yeah. you know, I think 40% drop or something like that. They talk about, you know, one of the things I've, I've come to realize abs is when I read these articles, especially when it comes from some of these big elites, you almost have to believe the opposite. When they tell you shit is going down, they're scaring you, right? They're creating FUD, right? Create FUD in the market because then what happens? Well, people get fearful, they sell everything. And then these guys come in and buy it. And then when they're talking, you know, the market's great. Economy's wonderful. 
that's when they're pushing and pumping everybody into it because they've already got their bags packed and they're happy to see how high they can take it. So when I see this kind of an article, I actually don't get worried about it. I'm kind of thinking like, oh, okay, this means these, these bastards are going to be buying soon. And then we're going to be up, we're going to have another pump coming. So this one doesn't kind of fear me. I kind of trained my brain to start to do the opposite. Now, the problem is they put a lot of missed articles out there and you never know which one is real, which one is a lot of what they call misinformation. So we never know which one is right or wrong. But if you start to see a theme of all the stations saying the same thing, now you know that they're trying to tell you a story and then the truth is really the opposite. So let's see if we get a lot more of these from other companies. If we do, then I'll truly believe you want to be doing just the opposite of what these articles are telling you to do. A hundred percent. And that's one of the things that we always talk about is what are these big guys doing and what are they indicating to us, the sheeple, about what's going to take place in the market? Sheeple is probably not the best term. But what I thought was so interesting is what Dalio said here is that we're not going to go off a cliff. It's going to be a long-term regression where we're going to enter a bear market and then we're going to look back in 12 months and say, wow, the market really hasn't moved at all in the last 12 months. Billy, as a chart analysis expert and active day trader, how do you apply this to what you're doing and do you take these remarks seriously? Well, no, I try not to take them seriously. I actually look at the market and see what the market's doing right now. This month is earning month, is earnings month, so everything's tanking right now. So we'll see what it does. But actually, when when it's like this, I get excited. This is where millionaires are made. Uh, when the bear market comes in, you just got to understand the the market that you're in. So I've had to even change my strategy a little bit. I'm I'm looking to get into more option trading right now, just because the market is so crazy. Um, it's it's. It just is what it is right now. It's never going to go away. It is going to change fundamentally, I think, with everything coming up. The recession that I think we're going to go in, I think it's going to take a year, maybe a little longer for it to really set in place. That goes along with what you were saying. It's going to take time to get there, and we're slowly going to move sideways. But if the big tank does come in, don't trip, man, for real. Like he says all the time, don't trip, buy the dip. It's the same way in the stocks. Uh, if the market crashes, go look at support, look at you know previous channels, and don't get scared. Just be confident in what you're doing. Understand the kind of trader that you want to be and get in and get out. But this is this is where millionaires are made. A hundred percent. Billy, I want to stick with you here. That's a great comment down below. Thanks for pulling that up. But what Billy, what I want to say is that as we see these markets, we're going into an inflationary environment, right? And typically as the dollar becomes less valuable, assets become more valuable. So why would they be predicting a stock market crash if we're going to experience such rapid inflation over these next 12, 24 months? Because everything's overvalued. Uh, the, the price of everything goes, I mean, everything's so inflated. It's just like the housing market, you know, previously, everything's so inflated at some point in time that has to get popped and reality has to come back to set in that, you know, I'm not paying $12 for a gallon of milk. I'm not paying, you know, $75 for a four by eight sheet of plywood. Reality has to set in prices have to come down and inflation is going to take over. What's so scary about this one though, is inflation's gone up, but so has unemployment. Those two things kind of, they usually offset each other. Usually uh, uh, an employment's pretty high or pretty good. Inflation comes in, but you have employment to kind of offset it. Right now you have high inflation and you have high unemployment. So it's going to be interesting what people do. And that's basically what Ray Dalio said. That's brilliant that you said that, Billy, because what Dalio said here is what you have is enough tightening by the Federal Reserve to deal with inflation adequately. And that is too much tightening for the markets and the economy. I think that what's most likely going to have a period of stagflation. And then you have to understand how to build a portfolio that's balanced for this type of environment. Andrew Cashflow, what are some of your thoughts on stagflation and what Ray Dalio is saying here? Are we about to go into an environment where the stock market is crashing as well as the U.S. dollar? Hmm. 
I don't know. What, however, what I see is that I'm not sure what is it is in the US, but the mortgage rates are going up the last couple of months. Mm. So what you currently see is that uh, a 10 or 15 year mortgage was uh, about two and a half percent. It is now rising up to five percent. So and what you also see is that the people are now pushing if they have a house and they want to sell it, they, they are pushing it now to the market to sell it as quickly as possible because, yeah, what will be the next step? People can't afford their mortgage anymore. So new mortgages, yeah, I mean, for, for five, 2.5% or 5% doubles your, your, your monthly uh, cash flow in, uh, towards, uh, towards the mortgage. So, yeah, I, 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 see, I see a shift coming maybe second half or uh, second half of this year uh, especially on, on the housing market and yeah what drives what drives an economy is it the stocks is it the housing market is it something else so yeah there, there is tension at the moment there is a lot of tension and i'm wondering if there's anything you would recommend or just advise that you're doing to prepare for this type of environment in the future mm, actually what i'm doing is um yeah, but yeah, same as always, buying dips. I follow my own strategy. <laughs> yeah, actually, yep. I'm I'm also dumping. Uh, I'm also uh, investing stocks. I'm dumping uh, several stocks currently that um, that are not performing well. So that's that's what I'm doing. And further on, you know, yeah, I I, I just hold hold my coins. I have a lot of crypto coins only invested two hundred dollars. So. I don't care if it goes to zero because it's only two hundred dollars. And yeah. for, for my my holdings in Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and a couple of others that, that Solana that I have somewhat more, I'm convinced they will survive. And if they go down, I just buy more. Exactly. And that also comes out of that too. So it also if the market goes down, the housing market goes down, land goes down, all that goes down. Uh, you guys get in gold and silver as well. So I use silver. I buy silver in order to barter future, you know, if things happen. Gold I'm using to buy more assets as well. If the crypto I'm using, I'm just buying long-term. I'll probably never get rid of my crypto, but I, I am heavily invested in gold as well, the actual gold. Um, and I'm going to use that to buy more land, more houses when we see what the market is going to do. So you can use gold, you can use silver, you can use other different types of currencies, just like Andrew said. Uh, use the coins, but there's other mechanisms that we can put in place that you can learn through the academy as well. A hundred percent. And Johnny, I was just going to say, let's get some comments from Johnny Crypto. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think first of all, you know, talking about the academy here, you know, when you ask what we're doing, some of us, we've got this cool thing called the Freedom Conference this week here in Arizona. Well, I should say here because I'm not there yet, but in Arizona. I uh, encourage all you who can to attend. If you can't make it live, we still have tickets available <coughs> in the uh, comments below. You can get a link to it. There's also a virtual version for a lower price, so you can actually join us virtually as well. And we'll be talking about these kinds of things. And we've got special guests there as well, how to prepare yourself for what's coming, right? Because we know that the, the elites certainly have some nasty things planned, and we want to make sure we're preparing ourselves for that. And that's what we try to do. And that's the great thing at the Academy. It's, it's a community. It's a family. We're all here sharing ideas, talking to each other in the chat rooms or online or wherever we can, in the Discord, and sharing ideas. Because that really, guys, is what the world is all about. It's about 
having the ability to share ideas with others because none of us know we have the right idea. But when you start communicating with people and your two brains start interacting with each other, the ideas that can, can be generated from that are what lead to new innovations and survival and those kinds of things. So it's so important to, to, to be out there, to not have to go it alone and to be um, with others, with like-minded folks. And I think a lot of us here at the Academy have tend to have been attracted to each other because of those like minds abs and i think that's what's great here is having the ability to figure out how we're going to get through this well we don't have to figure it out alone we get to do it together well and I, yeah i think there's real value in having contradictory opinions as well like just because two people disagree on something it doesn't mean you can't be friends and communicate it doesn't mean someone's right or someone's wrong one of the things that i've realized is that a lot of times i'll get stuck with because it's my opinion and my personal belief that's what's correct and as i grow and develop i learn more and more that most of the time it's incorrect. These ideas grow and evolve just like individuals and they get more complex. So as we navigate this market, it's always great to hear different opinions from different people, whether they're node experts, staking experts, economists, just crypto enthusiasts as a whole, everyone has their own niche and piecing that all together is how you get the best understanding of what's taking place in the market today. And we actually have another bullish story for you guys because we're not going to stick with the pessimistic ones this morning. We're going to give some bullish news. MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor explains why he's bullish on Bitcoin. So what I found so interesting in this article is, of course, nothing new. Michael Saylor, 130,000 Bitcoins worth over $5 billion, purchased at an average price of $30,700 per Bitcoin. But what I thought was so interesting about this article is how he outlined how Bitcoin has shifted from an Eastern technology to a Western technology. There used to be this sentiment around uh, Bitcoin and crypto as a whole that it was used for nefarious activity, that it was a Chinese currency, that it was a Russian currency. And now we're seeing American investors and American institutions laying the foundation for people to get involved. And that shows us whether it's the Bitcoin mining that took place when they banned it in China and a lot of miners moved to Texas to take advantage of this stuff. Well, now we're getting uh, massive financial institutions like Bank of America, Grayscale, Goldman Sachs, all gearing up and allowing people like us to purchase vehicles that buy Bitcoin or give them exposure. I'd love to start off with uh, Andrew Cashflow because I'm sure he's got some great input. What are some of your thoughts on Bitcoin being viewed as a global currency and not this nefarious technology that's used for criminals? Mm, yeah, it is a global currency. However, what what uh, Michael Saylor always said, it is uh, it is uh, digital real estate, and and with digital real estate, it's like he also compares it with, for example, a piece of ground in New York City. So yeah. if you own a block of ground in New York City, I mean that 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 that, that, that that's only cash flow. You know, you you can uh, you you can make passive income out of it. And that's what I see with, with Bitcoin. It's just collateral for future lending and future uh, uh, yeah, passive income possibilities. And it's growing in value more and more and more because it's only 21 million. So, um, however, I also want to say one thing because a lot of people forget it, especially if you are pretty new here in, in the space. Don't forget, growing wealth needs time. Don't think if you come into crypto that you are a millionaire tomorrow or the day after no because then you will lose all your money so and a lot of people they forget to tell you that it is actually it is boring it is a lot of studying but you have to take your steps over and over and over again and and then you are, are able to accumulate wealth 
and it doesn't then doesn't happen from today or tomorrow and what i also often say if you look at the price chart of uh, of bitcoin don't look at the tops look at the bottoms year after year and at the bottom the or year after year the bottoms are always higher and if yes. you only focus yourself on the bottoms it doesn't hurt so much if it goes down because as long as the bottom are higher and, and you are a long time hodler yeah you know then, then you know for sure you're in the right boat and prepare yourself if you buy bitcoin prepare and you, you don't want to trade and you just want to hold prepare to hold it for 10 years yeah just keep doing your job keep doing everything you normally do keep 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 enjoying your family and uh, and go from there so just wanted um, to say that 100% Andrew and that's exactly what MicroStrategies reiterated here is that they take a long-term approach that 10-year mark that you stated that's what Michael Saylor believes uh, Bitcoin will reach over a seven-figure price point is by 2030 so about eight years from now and I don't think that's a very bold take at all but there was a very interesting comment we had from one of our listeners what coins do you think will survive into 2023 come on guys give us a heads up I can pretty much tell you that 99% will go away at some point right but that does not include 99% of the top 100. Most of the market is the 17,000 below the top 100 projects. So if you're looking for a currency that's going to be around going forward, what I would do is go to CoinMarketCap, realize cryptocurrencies that have actual utility, figure out what sector they're attacking and how they're going to be instituted in the future. And also you can look at the big guy. If Grayscale is buying ADA, Solana, AVAX, and Stellar, well, that tells me that they've assessed those currencies as ones that are going to be there for the long term because they want to give their investors in themselves, exposure to the most valuable currencies. And yes, of course, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, ADA, all these currencies will be here. I'd like to go to Johnny Crypto and then Billy. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of nailed it on the head at the end of the day. What you're looking for is coins or cryptocurrencies or technologies that have a real world solve. So you need to do your homework and you need to know which ones those are. You know, Dill put a couple of them out there. You know, XRP solves the cross-border payment problem. XLM solves the... the uh, peer-to-peer uh, -peer or bank-to-consumer problem, uh, Cardano, uh, Atom, all these, there's a bunch of different ones out there. I like the idea of, you know, go, what I tell everybody when we do our one-on-ones, we do consultations with folks here, is make sure that you've got your portfolio set up, uh, diversified through all the different segments. The biggest problem I see when I talk to folks, warriors here, is that they're, they only have a few and they're either missing the gaming segment. Most of them are missing the gaming segment. They're missing uh, Decentraland or uh, so Mana, Sand, Gala, Engine. You know, if you're not in those, you should be thinking about those for your gaming segment. They're missing the or they're missing the DeFi piece. You know, but they're heavy on smart contracts because that seems to be you know obviously if you're in Cardano, Da, Ethereum, right, um, Luna, Atom, those kinds of things. So you want to make sure that you're looking at <coughs> you're looking at those, but that's part of why you join the academy, right? At the academy here, we share these ideas. You get access to coach, 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 coach's portfolio. You get to see what what coins he's got in there, and every single one he has in there, except one. He's got one shit coin in there, and he explains why. The rest of them are all real world solves that should be here beyond 2023 and 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 further once regulation comes. Because as Ab said, regulation is going to wipe out a lot of these shit coins. That literally, a lot of these coins do nothing. They literally do nothing. They just have a tax. You buy them, 
and then you hold them, and then if you sell them, you get taxed on the back end too. They're, they're like, and they kind of try to sell it to you, like, oh, hey, this thing's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It earns you two percent reflections. That's a bunch of horseshit, and you and you get nothing. Most of those coins go to zero. So look for the ones that are solving real world, for like Quant. Quant's huge, huge in what they're trying to do. So hopefully that helps give a little idea. Yeah, and before I kick it to Billy here, a couple others I think are worth mentioning are Quant, HBAR, Algorand, Stellar. And these aren't, I'm not advising anybody to go and purchase these things. It's just go and look into these currencies and who they're partnered with and the problems that they solve. And then you'll realize the long-term utility. I don't get fluctuated by the price of the coin. It doesn't matter if the coin is in a bearish market or a bullish market. If it's bearish, I'll accumulate. If it's bullish, I'll take some profits. But at the end of the day, I understand the real-world utility. And we're so, so early in this market. There's not even regulation, guys. There's no government entity regulating this stuff it's ridiculous but we'll kick it to billy here i mean we have to have we talk about it all the time we have to have regulations like johnny said regulations come with utility there's no way they're going to reg- regulate a shit coin that doesn't offer any utility so i don't even i don't buy any kind of shit coins <coughs> it, it just it's not something i want to get into if i can't understand the purpose of it i don't want to use it with that being said, there's no way they're going to, like I said, regulate something that doesn't have a purpose. You can't regulate it. Um, the ones that I'm personally doing is HBAR because of Hashgraph technology, VChain because of supply chain. Yep. Uh, like Johnny said, XLM because of peer-to-peer, XRP because of the liquidity of it, Quant just because it's a badass, it's the overledger. Like I'm so bullish on, on Quant, it's stupid. Um, just look at the utility, understand why you're getting into it, and then understand you're in it for the long haul. If you're in it for the short haul, then you really need to look at some different ways of how you want to get in, get out. But like the group has said, I'm in it for the long haul. So with that being said, like Dillip said, the ISO, you know, 222 is what's going to start it. If it's not within that group of category, I probably wouldn't guess that. I wouldn't mess with it. A hundred percent. Uh, comment. I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad Dill brought this up. That's why I wanted to put it. Is I really believe if you're kind of struggling, like trying to figure out where do I start, start with those. Go, yeah. go Google the ISO 2002 coins. I've got every single one of those in my bags. Me too. I've every every single one is in my bag, right? Because I don't know which one's going to be the winning horse. None of us know which horse is going to win the race. All we know is we want to have a few horses in the race, right? And you only need one to win. And, and that's really the game here as we're trying to figure out and navigate this space. Sorry, apps got floor drip. No, I would love to go to Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about DeFi in particular going forward? Some of these unique opportunities that you've made me aware of was the Binance staking for a guaranteed 20% in their token. Like unique Ooh. opportunities like that where you can accumulate the currency through DeFi projects. I think that's changing the game. So maybe some projects that people may want to look into or use to their advantage. What are some of your thoughts? Uh, today I got, got, an, got an interesting question from wh- when do you use UST and when do you use USDT and USDC and yep. actually you should imagine do you want to make cash flow with your dollars for example and then and you want to do it in a decentralized way because I mean um, um, uh, Nexo, BlockFi, Celsius they don't Oh, they don't all allow you anymore uh, because of government regulations to make uh, to make uh, uh, in, in, yeah, interest with with those those projects because yeah, it's it, it regulate or regulate they're not allowed anymore in the US in Europe it's all uh, still uh, allowed so then I would say go to DeFi uh, kind of projects so and you and you find you find a lot in uh, 
uh, actually also in the Ethereum uh, uh, environment. However, the, 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 the fees are pretty high. Um, but coming back to my, to my statement, uh, if you want to do, uh, make, make, for example, 20% on your dollars, put your dollars in UST, buy UST, bring it to uh, the, the Terra Station wallet, and then uh, put it on staking with, uh, with, with Anchor Protocol. You know, there are videos in the, in the academy exactly how to do it. Uh, however, if you are a trader and you go in and out crypto, yeah, you do that, for example, on Binance or on Coinbase or on, uh, on, on KubeCoin. Yeah, then you do it on uh, uh, with, with USDT, USDC, then you, you park your, your money. But, you know, there are a lot of uh, possibilities to, uh, to make, yeah, to make cash flow, especially also at this moment in the, in the, in the, in the Cosmos area. And a lot of people think Cosmos, that's only Atom. No, it is the Internet of Blockchain and Inter-Blockchain IBC, Inter-Blockchain Communication, makes it possible to interact with all those blockchains. So mm. you can send, for example, UST from your uh, from, from, from Terra Luna to, to, to the Cosmos area or Osmosis wow. or to Juno. And, and in, that, in that ecosystem, there are so many staking possibilities with with more than 50% staking rewards. So, and it doesn't mean put all your money in, 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 in staking, but at least put, yeah, distribute your money a little bit over several projects and you make an awful lot of money. And, and if you, if you buy, uh, um, yeah, I, I always get enthusiastic about talking about it, but if you buy Atom, Osmosis, Juno, airdrop season, Yep, exactly. And Andrew, I think it's one of the most undervalued aspects of crypto is the stuff you're talking about right now. These stable coins that can generate you 20%, and I think we just lost Andrew, but 20% of your, of your cash, if you put $100,000 in there, you're going to get $20,000 a year, basically no risk. But I'd like to go to Johnny Crypto. Actually, you know what, Johnny Crypto, hold your thoughts because I've got a beautiful chart to show our listeners. The global reserve currency since 1450. So every single one of these currencies was done after 125 years. And most of them didn't even last 100 years. We see the US dollar, and I believe it actually took, took power in 1913. Johnny, can you correct me on that? Was it 1913 that the US dollar became the global reserve currency? No, it was after World War II, so right around 1944. It's right. That chart's right. It's, okay. we're, we're, we're just about sitting around maybe, what, 80, 80 years of dominance now? Yep. Somewhere like that. There he is. He's back. We've got about 80 years, I think, abs of dominance, which kind of sucks because we're coming near the end. And you could see that, like, the Netherlands lasted. Portugal and the Netherlands were 80, but, you know, Spain and Britain got about 120 years. I would have liked to see the U.S. get 120, but based on that Ray Dalio video, it's not looking that promising. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Hey, get ready for your central bank digital currency. That's what will protect you, Johnny. We'll kick it to <laughs> Billy here. <I'm> just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course yeah. not. But we'll yeah, go to Billy. What are some of your thoughts on what we're watching right now, the downfall of the U.S. dollar, and how this timeline fits perfectly into what we're experiencing now? I mean, it's it's all patterns. You, you can see it right in front of your face. It, they've been saying it forever, um, but now everything is coming to fruition. If you just look at the, the, the charting of a dollar, the buying power of a dollar, it's, it's gone. It's, there's no more. Um, so it, this is right in line with everything that, that's going on. Just like whenever we went, you know, overseas and put them on the, 
the global dollar on the U.S. dollar in order to uh, buy gas and oil. And then once we got everyone on the global dollar, then we come back and we take the gold standard away from the dollar. And then we just went into a printing press. I mean, that was the beginning of the end right then. As soon as we came off the gold standard, it was a wrap. Nothing has ever been sustained currency-wise that has not been backed by a precious metal or something of some sort. So I'm just, I'm kind of, I know this is kind of crazy, but the way that I'm set up, I'm good either way. I'm good if it crashes. I'm good if it doesn't crash. And that's the, the blessing of being a part of this academy is you can get educated and be prepared. You don't have to sit there and worry about everything. Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? What do I need to prepare for? You know, we're able to hedge our bets across everything. So if the financial collapse comes, we're good. If it doesn't come, we're still good. We don't have to panic. We just, we're just prepared. Um, but yeah. A hundred percent billion. You're spot on. We actually had an article from David Rubenstein, a guy who manages a $300 billion fund. And he said exactly what you did that the U S dollar lost almost all of its value once they detached from the gold standard. And as we've seen, our government and our political sentiment has been in a downtrend since 2008. And it seems like things are more chaotic than ever. I mean, and that, that I don't want to go too down, far down that rabbit hole, but that really speaks to the value of where our U.S. dollar stands today. Johnny, did you want to address that comment? Uh, actually, this one's an interesting one. What happens when we have a one world currency? Does it have a year run? No, <laughs> I don't think it's going to have only a hundred year run. I think the whole point is to get it to a one world currency and that sucker is going to be here for much okay. longer. Think about this. If you're an elite and you're trying to control a group of people, it's so much easier if they're all using the same currency. Once you get them on one world currency, are you going to switch it? Hell no. It takes too hard. It's too hard to get there. Why would you ever change it? In my opinion. Um, but uh, what I'm hearing is going to happen is it'll be more like a basket of currencies, maybe that'll form the, the basis of maybe just a few superpowers. So I think like you'll have the Chinese one in there. You'll have the, the U.S. dollar. You know, you'll have you'll have a few few of the, the top currencies there that'll make this basket. And, you know, the, maybe they'll call it the electronic SDR or something like that. Um, but whatever it is, it'll be uh, moving us closer towards, um, I think, I think. Yeah, Michael Saylor was saying there was like, I think 70, there was, I forgot, there was a, so maybe 175 total currencies, and now we're down to like only maybe 20 or 30, like 90% of them are, are gone. Yeah. And every single currency, every single one of them, not a single one, hasn't lost all its value. So, and ours started losing value in 1913 when they, when they brought the Federal Reserve Act, because they were able to start devaluing the dollar, but it really got bad. When they disconnected it from the gold standard in 1970, 71, I think it was. So yeah. that's that was, as Billy said, the beginning of the end abs. And they knew what they were doing. Yeah. The elites knew exactly what they were doing to bring us right to this very moment where we're going. But again, this is why if you're here at the Academy, you learn like, OK, what do I do about it? Well, you start diversifying. You start moving out of cash. Uh, to be honest with you, I tell most folks I'm not even in 85 percent of my money's in crypto. Yeah, And then the other 15% or about 13% is in gold and silver. And 2% is in cash, right? So when cash goes away, I don't care. And so people say, well, what do you do? That's what you do. You start diverting. And I'm also buying food, right? I'm buying seeds. <laughs> Believe it or not, seeds. Things you can eat. Cans of tuna, like Kiyosaki said. That's the kind of stuff that has intrinsic value because I can eat it. So, I mean, I, you, I laugh. Every, you'll laugh, Abs. Every time I go to the store, I buy seeds. I'm buying carrot seeds. I'm buying eggplant seed, tomato seeds. Why? Because at the end of the day, what do we need to survive? I always bring it back to the caveman days. It's my favorite time period in life, right? We just need food. That's all we need. Everything else comes. Everything else can be man-made, power, energy, barter, all that stuff, but you can't do it without food. 
A hundred percent, Johnny. And I'm totally with you. And it's, it's much bigger than crypto as a whole. You're talking about the entire environment of the, of the globe going into a one world government, one world taxation and one world rules for what's considered politically acceptable, right? Like we see it in America today. If you say something on Twitter that is politically fired, well, that only affects you on Twitter. But imagine the days when they can say, all right, well, we're going to dock your social credit score or we're going to dock your central bank digital currency account. And that's what we're trying to avoid here. And I don't think a lot of people are even having these thoughts yet. So if you're on this channel and being aware of this stuff, you already have a massive advantage. But I do want to hop into our next article for today, which is an XRP article. The World Economic Forum names XRP as a crypto asset most relevant in the central bank digital currency space. Now, I want to remind our listeners, this article is from September 27th of 2020, <laughs> before the Ripple lawsuit with the SEC. But I thought it was interesting and I thought it was valuable to bring to our listeners the World Economic Forum naming XRP as the top crypto asset for central bank digital currencies. That's what we're always talking about on this channel. We'll start off with Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about this? I know it's not an update. It's two, almost three years old at this point, but it's relevant. And it does mean something to what's taking place in the central bank digital currency space today. Yeah, well, actually, I would say what is new. You can you can bring out also this article at this moment. Yep. Same article. And however, they don't they don't, don't do it because of the SEC lawsuit. So now it is a little bit suppressed, but underwater, all the developments they just continue. And and Greg Garlinghouse, he is the laughing third. You know, the world is not only US. The whole the whole the whole world allows XRP and and only in the US not. Okay. Yep. So Greg Carlinghouse just continues with rolling out his company over the whole world. And, you know, and yeah. And, and if it will be uh, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the XRP, if it will be the, the, for, for the, for the, for the banks used or not, I think it will be used because there is no other solution. And if you see also Greg Carlinghouse is member of the World Economic Forum, he yep. is sitting with all the banks, he talks with, 200 countries about uh, about currencies so you know we just have to be patient yeah, you, go ahead johnny when you got the world economic forum saying something powerful like this you know that's the one group that when they say something you actually do want to listen to what they're saying you know as coach always talks about you go watch a world economic forum video right there's how many people watching a jake paul video i don't know 10, 10 billion people watching. Too many. Right, right. <laughs> and then go watch your World Economic Forum video. Coach will say there's like 2,000 people watching it. And yep. coach, and maybe only like 9,880 because coach probably watched it 20 times, right? But, um, <laughs> you know, thank, thank God for coach if you're listening. We love you. We're glad that somebody's paying attention. Um, but when the World Economic Forum is recognizing people, like first of all, as Andrew said, Brad, Brad is on like, he's on one of the committees there. These guys are all connected. That's where all the shit happens guys the world economic forum that's where it's at when you get invited to be part of that committee you you've made it to the elite status right of the of the group of criminals that run the world and so there there they are right and brad is up there with them and he's in the he's in the game with them and you know i told this yesterday it's all wwe here but the fact that they're calling out and saying it's a you know back then a ripple was a relative digital currency space meant it it <laughs> all right cjb we love you brother Warriors rise. <laughs> we got to get him on the show. Can't wait to have him. A hundred percent. But anyway, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, this is where all the shit happens. This is where you want to be paying attention. What's going on in the World Economic Forum? So this is extremely relevant that a year ago they were like, hey, or two years ago. What's interesting, though, about this is notice the time date, right? That happened in September. And then we know the lawsuit happened in December. So they kind of knew. They, they knew what was coming. This is all planned, but very significant. I think I think it is really relevant. And I think that's partly why we're, why a lot of folks are excited and believe that XRP truly is the chosen one because you've heard it right out of the horse's mouth at the World Economic Forum. Billy, we're going to go to you next, but I wanted to cover this as well. So we saw 12 months after that World Economic Forum news, Ripple partners with the Digital Pound Foundation for the development of a British central bank digital currency. And really quickly, I do want to point out that AVAX, Avalanche, was also coordinating with the DPF on the project. So whether it's AVAX or Ripple, there are central bank digital currency developments on a daily basis, but we see the ties with Ripple and global currencies getting deeper and deeper. Rosie Rios, former Treasury of the United States, pull out a $100 bill, look at the signature. That's Rosie Rios, works at Ripple today. So all of this stuff is intertwined and interconnected, and that's why we're so bullish. We're not XRP. We're not Bitcoin maximalists. We're not Ethereum maximalists. We are XRP maximalists, and I have the T-shirts to prove it, so... Billy, four is yours. <laughs> well, this this just goes to say, <clears throat> this this has all been. They, they already know what they want to do. They they had to slow it down in order to get adoption, get regulations. I truly believe that's why the lawsuit came in place. But what Andrew said earlier, look who they're sitting at the table with. Who you break bread with is who you you go to business with. Like they're making the contracts, they have the relationships set in place. And I just want to touch back on something we were talking about earlier is the, the altcoin season and how it's flowing. What's different this time than last time is there's politics involved this time. There's adoption coming in. There's regulation coming in. So I think that's why there's a little a little difference. But uh, it, it's, just, it's coming. It's, it's, I don't know what else to say. It's coming. Just you got to continue to buy it. I mean, this is just one of those things. It has to play out until the politics of it get go through the, the game that it has to go through. I know we've talked about the how we test and all that. Uh, we all know where that stands. We just got to get through this lawsuit and get it done. But yeah, <laughs> I love that. Someone show. said I wear the same sweatshirt every day and you're right, buddy. I do. 5D to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding, guys. But this is the truth, right? We look at the intertwined, the interconnections, whether it's government or banking and Ripple is there at the World Economic Forum in the United States government. The developments continue. But I want to get some closing comments from Johnny Crypto and then we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's another day in the crypto world. Um, we're just progressing forward. We want to, you know, we're waiting all for that regulation, right? I think that's what really has us all excited here. Um, and as we continue to wait for it to come, you know, I love our audience, by the way. This <laughs> is great. Uh, you know, great inter great uh, interaction. But again, um, I encourage everybody to come and check out the, the uh, Freedom Conference if you can get there. Um, listen, if nothing else, come join the Academy for free. Join the, we have a free discord. You could come and be part of it. Listen, you know, how it's all, what's happening, get involved in the community. Cause what we're building here is a community at the end of the day, right? A community moving forward into this new space. And it's so great to be able to do it with people that are like-minded that you really, really truly, uh, want to spend your time with. So with that being said, I want to say thank you to Andrew Cashflow. Thank you to Billy and thank you to Johnny. This was a great show and I, I look forward to bringing the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics. And today is a, I mean, tomorrow is a huge day because I'm going to be hugging Johnny Crypto in Phoenix. So get ready for that. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.
Bring them monkeys. Here they are. Starting to feel like the fourth one now, getting a little better. I want to put that on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is so great. This is a great picture. <laughs> Your phone, that's beautiful. You got it, Johnny?